everyone. I will be doing a book discussion again for another episode of this podcast. The book I'll be discussing today is called Emergency Contact and it is by the author Mary H.K. Choi. With this one, I'm going to try to keep it sweet and simple. Just go over what the book premise is about. Um, talk about annotations I wrote down for the book and talk about some resources I have that I kind of researched myself that I thought would fit in with certain topics. I am going to say that I didn't even finish this book and um, it was good while I read it but it was starting to get slow and I basically got halfway through it and really liked the characters nothing about the writing was really a problem it was just the story wasn't picking up so I decided that I wasn't going to finish it because it didn't interest me anymore but I still want to discuss about some of the annotations I ended up writing down because I think that they're nice points to talk about so First, I'm just going to read the description of the book. So it starts off with saying, For Penny Lee, high school was a total non-event. Her friends were okay, her grades were fine, and while she'd somehow landed a boyfriend, they never managed to know much about each other. Now Penny is heading to college in Austin, Texas to learn how to become a writer. It's 79 miles and a zillion light years away from everything she can't wait to leave behind. Sam stuck, literally, figuratively, emotionally, financially. He works at a cafe and sleeps there too, on a mattress on the floor of an empty storage room upstairs. He knows that this is the god-awful chapter of his life that will serve as inspiration when he, com- when he becomes a famous movie director. But right this second, the 17 bucks in his checking account and his dying laptop are really testing him. When Sam and Penny cross paths, it's less meet-cute and more of a collision of unbearable awkwardness. Still, they swap numbers and stay in touch, via text, and soon become digitally inseparable, sharing their deepest anxieties and secret dreams without the humili- <laughs> Oh my god, I can't say this word. Okay, I'm not gonna say it. Without the weirdness of having to, you know see each other so for me going through this book i was expecting it to be one way and as i got in the book i wasn't liking it because there were a lot of fillers i feel like you can relate this to a tv show where it has a lot of filler episodes that isn't really needed doesn't really go anywhere it's just kind of to fill up some space in between. Um, felt like this book had a lot and it had a lot of side side filler information that didn't really need to be included and never got anywhere in this book so that's why I ended up not finishing it. But I really like the characters. They're both witty. Um, they're snarky. They're young. Like That's everything I would think of a 
I guess, a young couple to be. And they're both trying to find themselves out. Penny is trying to find herself by going to college and becoming a writer. She's trying to become more confident with her writing style. And Sam is just trying to find himself overall because he's basically just living at the place he works at and he needs like that separation. So I'm going to go over some annotations that I put down for the book. first one I put says today was meant to be different Penny let me let herself get excited about it for weeks her mom had taken the afternoon off and it hurt Penny's feelings that Celeste would ditch her as soon as she saw the the Chandlers Um, Penny is the daughter of Celeste and this annotation was trying to show that the daughter-mother relationship is a little bit different. It's not as strict. And Penny just wanted some time with Celeste, but she didn't really get that. My second annotation was Mark was out of her league, at least physically. Most of the time, Penny couldn't believe they were dating. So Penny had been dating a guy named Mark. And Mark was a bit younger than Penny, but they didn't really have a lot of common. Um, And I think Penny just decided to stay with Mark just because she was in a relationship, but not because she actually liked him. Because she already mentioned that she didn't have a lot of feelings for Mark, but yet she was still in the relationship. Um, but Penny also has a low self-esteem, so that might be a reason as to why she's staying with Mark, just because it's comfortable. Third annotation is, Penny would rather eat a pound of hair than reveal her true emotions. So, for that, I put that Penny may have an avoidant attachment style. Because she never wants to show her true emotions. She never wants to express herself. She's a bit of a loner, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But throughout the book, you see that side of her more. Um, So you just get a distinction of, oh, she has an avoidant avoidant attachment style. I also put down as an annotation... I'd have to get back in my car and follow you to make sure you got home safe. A vicious cycle. Um, Throughout the mother and daughter relationship, Penny always feels like she has to take care of Celeste. Um, And by taking care of her, she sort of feels like she becomes the parent out of the relationship. Celeste acts a little bit younger. Um, She dresses younger. She has slang that teenagers would, so she's kind of looked more as a best friend rather than a mother. And Penny is always embarrassed by her mom because of that fact. But Penny has a a strange relationship with her because she always feels like she needs to 
take care of her mom in that sense. The next annotation I put down was the harder Celeste tried, the more Penny pulled away. If anything, Penny resented that Celeste had decided somewhere along the way that her daughter could parent herself. And in this, I just felt like Penny had resentment towards her mom, at least. Um, You know, the resentment that Celeste, I guess, couldn't really take care of Penny that well, so Penny had to become independent as she grew up. Um, I think she has some resentment towards that. So I have some resources that I put down. Briefly, I want to talk about them. So on simplypsychology.org, there's an article named Low Self-Esteem. And I put that down because I initially put in the annotation that Penny has low self-esteem. So I wanted to explain it a little bit. So self-esteem is a continuum. And research has shown key differences between individuals with high and low self-esteem. So people with high self-esteem focus on growth and improvement, while low self-esteem focuses on not making mistakes in life. And people with low self-esteem are more troubled by failure and tend to exaggerate events as being negative. And throughout this book, we see Penny kind of taking things negatively, but they always seem to be distant from her. So she's always blaming like this event happened and it affected her, but I don't think she's taking ownership that like she may also be causing that. Another resource I put was psychalive.org and that was for the avoidant attachment. And this article is called Avoidant Attachment, Understanding Insecure Avoidant Attachment. Just wanted to jot that down because I put in the annotation that um, Penny also may have avoidant attachment style. So due to like parenting, how she was parented as a child. So quick definition, some quick points about that is the way a parent interacts with their infant during the first few months of its life can determine the type of attachment style they develop. So parents of children with an avoidant attachment tend to be emotionally unavailable or unresponsive to them a good deal of time. They encourage premature independence in their children, usually. And I think we can relate that to how Celeste had maybe, you know, parented Penny in a way. Maybe she wasn't responsive to how Penny felt when she showed her emotions. She didn't know how to deal with her, um, quote unquote. And in result, Penny basically had to parent herself. So now I want to talk about another resource that I put down, and it's called welldoing.org. And it's the 10 signs you grew up with emotionally immature parents. And I feel like Celeste may be an emotionally immature parent because she sort of doesn't act like a parent. She sort of has the, the way she comes across is she's still learning as though she was younger than Penny. So here are 10 signs. Number one, 
You feel emotionally lonely around them. Number two, interactions feel feel one's idea. Wait, sorry. I didn't know if I could. Oh, interactions feel one-sided and frustrating. Three, you feel trapped. Four, they come first. Five, they're not emotionally intimate with you. Number six, they communicate through emotional contagion. Seven, they don't respect your boundaries. Eight, you do the emotional work. Nine, you lose your mental freedom. And ten, they can always be they can be killjoys. So those are ten signs of someone that may be emotionally immature as parents. Just wanted to jot ten down to kind of show the dynamic that Penny and Celeste have. Maybe Celeste falls under there a little bit. Doesn't have to completely be all of it, but she may follow some of them. So now back to the annotations that I put down. There was one I put saying, Penny held her breath and leaned back so she couldn't creepily fog up his cheek. His right knee brushed Penny's left and she almost passed out. Oh, this was the first time Penny really meets Sam at the cafe because Penny's roommate at her college dorm is actually Sam's niece. Um, It's a complicated relationship, but Jude is Penny's roommate's name, and she always refers Sam as Uncle Sam, because before, I guess they were technically related, but she went to the cafe where her uncle worked and Penny met Sam that day. And she's already crushing on him, but she realizes, oh wait, I still have a boyfriend. The next annotation I put down was, but with a text, a single directive, he felt the pinprick of the tiniest portal open in his heart. Um, and this was for Sam. In each chapter, it would go back and forth from Penny to Sam, Sam to Penny, so forth. So they would talk about their different issues. And Sam was getting over some heartbreak with the past relationship he had with this woman who cheated on him. So he had a lot of baggage to deal with already. Another annotation I put was, he glared at her before realizing inappropriately that she was kind of cute when she made eye contact. And I just jotted this down because that was Penny and Sam's first cute encounter and oh, he was basically dying from a heat stroke at that time. It was this big like, I pictured it as a movie scene where typically you see the girl trip over something and the guy catches her. Well, it was kind of the other way around because Penny was helping out Sam when he was having a heat stroke from being out in the sun for the whole day, basically. So she took care of him and he basically was realizing, oh, she's kind of cute. Another annotation I put down was, 
and I will call you because you are how you are now my official emergency contact. And that is basically showing the relationship that they'll have continuing forward, which is basically showing like they can rely on each other because Penny helped out Sam that day. So Sam will always be there to make sure she's doing okay too. And hence the, the name of the book. The next annotation I put was, we were these lunatic hotheads that fought and made up. And Sam's ex was saying that quote to Sam, basically because Sam had asked like, why they never worked. Um, you know, he still loved her in a way, and she agreed like, yeah, we loved each other, but we were just not meant for each other and I think she's explaining that they had a toxic relationship before so it it just was never going to work out and then next um, annotation that I put down was it, it just says yeah imposter syndrome and this is for Penny Sam and Penny are talking about Penny's ability to write And Penny is doubting herself as a writer in college. And Sam is basically calling her out saying, I think you fall under the imposter syndrome. So basically it's just Penny denying her efforts of herself as a writer. Um, And I have one resource for that to talk about what imposter syndrome is. And the the resource is from Psychology Today the article of the reality of imposter syndrome it's a psychological phenomenon in which people are unable to internalize their accomplishments and usually dismiss achievements as being good timing so people with the imposter syndrome may feel as though like they didn't really deserve it or they always play it off in some way like oh, that achievement just happened because it it happened to be good timing. Like, that's the only reason why. But they don't actually identify that the efforts they did to build that was why they succeeded or why they had that achievement. They just basically nudge off that idea. And that was the last annotation I had for that book because I I just couldn't finish it. (laughs) Nothing... Um, I mean, I liked it. I liked it for what it was. I liked the characters a lot. You know, it would have been one thing if I didn't like the characters at all, but I did really like them. I was rooting for Penny, and I watched a review for the book, and it kind of opened my eyes. I watched the review after I decided I wasn't going to finish this book, just to see how it played out. And the person doing the review for the book mentioned that it parallels another book that I've read really well, and that book is called Fangirl. It's basically a coming-of-age story, too, where she's trying to become a writer, and this guy that she's taking interest happens to work at a coffee shop, too, and they have a lot of similarities between each book. I really liked Fangirl. I have read it, and I 
can't believe I didn't put two to two together. Um, but I just couldn't finish emergency contact because I felt like it was getting slow and the fillers just kept coming in. I just didn't want that anymore. Like I wanted, I wanted the premise of the book to be there mostly like, you know, you always want to bring it back to the premise. Like what's the main idea of the story? How is that going to grow and flourish? But just felt like it didn't really get to that point. And I was getting disappointed, so I just felt like I didn't want to finish it, <laughs> which is okay. Um, if anyone would like to read the book and find out what happens between Penny and Sam, I think you should. Don't take my review as the be-all, end-all of it. Um, just take into consideration, I guess, what I mentioned, and you could see for yourself if you would enjoy it. But that's all I have for this episode um thank you guys so much for listening in if you have any feedback let me know i'd love to hear it and i hope you guys have a wonderful day thank you bye